0: and we're live welcome to don't be coy i'm your host uncle lou and today i have the honor pleasure and the utmost appreciation to have with me today mr yuri baker yuri thank you for being on the show how are you doing this morning
1: thank you for having me and i'm doing great i'm sitting in a park uh chilling
0: oh it's a good day that sounds really good that's a great way to start your morning how has your previous week been? Any takeaways?
1: My takeaway from this week was really finding time for myself. Mm. I was super busy with work this week, going, 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 grinding, grinding, grinding. And I just moved into a new apartment. So it's been nonstop. And this week I really was just like, okay, bro, you got to take some time for yourself, chill. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I'm doing today. I okay. did a, a Peloton ride already, I'm on it. Okay. <laughs> <Up here.
0: laughs> i love to hear that i love to hear that for the people at home do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and then we can just start jumping into um the questions
1: yeah all right so i am yuri b i'm born and raised uh, in Mitchell harbor michigan i'm gonna rep my hood everywhere i go um, but i've moved uh since around michigan so many times uh but now i'm in chicago illinois uh living my best life i have a background in political science um campaign work, recently shifted over into healthcare consulting, um, and now working with the organization that is trying to integrate voter registration into healthcare system.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Well, thank you again for being on the show today. Just to kind of give you a little bit of concept around what we'll be going over today. So um, this is season two of Don't Be Coy, and on this season, really want to talk about like moments of transformation. What I'll be doing is just asking you a series of questions that may seem a little odd or just out of context but really it's conversation starters if you will on like where you were in your past present and future and like how you were intentional about those past situations to get you to where you are today and how you plan on to get into the future how's that sound
1: let's do it i'm excited
0: all right so what's your favorite song to start your day or your theme song
1: uh, so it's so funny um, I was actually thinking about this this morning uh, when I was choosing the song uh, and I couldn't land on one so I have a couple of them
0: okay let's uh, do so it
1: the song that I wake up to uh, my alarm sound is uh, Sia I'm Alive um, and it's really just her saying like I'm here I'm gonna conquer the day that kind of thing uh, then it's J uh Good Day and uh, that's more of a gospel situation uh, it has some of my favorite artists in it so I love that song for that and then um, a more local artist to me is Keevy is his name. And it's also a song called Good Day. Um, and it's also more gospel-leaning um, but more gospel-rap. Mm. So it just depends on my vibe uh, when I start the morning.
0: Yeah. And you were saying that you had some um, some other songs like besides these kind of morning songs? Or are all these like fit into that same group?
1: Yep, they're all my morning songs. So uh, the first one, Sia, that's my alarm sound. Uh, so I'm starting the day off to that song no matter what. And then normally I'm choosing one of those other songs uh, in between, after that.
0: Okay. So how can you define yourself, if you will, um, the pl- person you were in the place that you were at when you first heard that I'm Alive song and decided to make it your um, alarm song for how you start your day?
1: Mm, that's a good question. Uh, so I wasn't in the best place in life. Um, I was trying to figure everything out I was trying to uh, figure out what I was going to do with my life, where I was going to live, what I wanted. Um, And mind you, I've changed careers a couple times now. Um, So then I decided one day to start being intentional um, about how I moved through life, how I moved through my day. The goals that I set Um, from a friend when I moved to Chicago, he asked me, we were going out and he said, what are your intentions on going out tonight? What do you want from this night? And that shifted everything for me. Mm. Um, So I started putting intentions on every little thing. So if I'm going to church, what are my intentions for going here? If I'm going to a restaurant with my friends, what are my intentions? What do I want from this moment? That way I'm clear. That way I'm able to make uh, concise decisions. That way, even if I'm not having a good time, I can remember my intention and say, my intentions were to have a good time today, so let's do that. To hold myself accountable.
0: No, that makes a lot of sense. So, like, what did that transition look like for you to becoming a a more intentional person?
1: Little things, like starting my day off with a song. Mm. um, A song that's saying I'm alive. A song that's, you know, declaring these affirmations over me. uh, Little stuff like that. Uh, And really that transformation came because I'm like, so I'm a very passionate person. um, And I'm passionate about a lot of things. And part of what that was creating was me being um spread across so many different areas and so then there was never really time for myself like i was just saying earlier yeah um so having to be intentional about what i actually want to present out to the world uh, the message that i want to present the the things that i want to represent i had to be intentional about that and it kind of led me to discover who i really am and what i really want out of life
0: yeah so like You know, with the other two songs that you mentioned, not only do they, you know, both have the same title of being good morning, but like the intentionality that you place them after the song that I'm alive. I want to dig into that a little bit. Like, what is it about those two particular songs that you want to place them next after first declaring that you're alive?
1: Yeah. So, uh, one of them, the, the Kiwi song, Good Day, uh, He's literally just saying he's going to have a good day no matter what happens. He's talking about how the day has started, that kind of thing. This song is important to me because he's from the same area that I'm from. Mm -hmm. I'm from a city of just under 10,000 people, and it's predominantly Black and underrepresented. We're right across the bridge from a way more affluent uh, neighborhood, or town rather, um, where the life expectancy drops. 19 years, was just driving across the bridge. Mm. So someone like him saying, I'm going to have a good day, no matter what. He's from the same area that I'm from. He's uh, up and coming. He's, you know, really trying to be out here killing it on his grind, no matter what. And still able to say he's having a good day. Yeah. So that one's more personal and more local to me. Because uh, I feel like we share a similar story. Um, and he's still able to say that. And then the um, Jay Moss, Good Day, that one is uh, more on the spiritual side of it for me. And that's more of the speak life. The power of life and death is in the power of your tongue. So when I'm saying that one, it's literally, one part is literally, good day, good day. They're literally just saying good day. Yeah. Sure, that seems so small, but you're literally speaking that over yourself. And so I have no choice but to have a good day. Somebody don't hold the door for me. I'm gonna hold the door for the next person, still, because I'm having a good day. Yeah. Um, it made me think of uh, not too long ago. I was at Dunkin' Donuts, and I paid for the woman in front of me's uh, food. And so then she's like, "Oh no, nah, you don't got to, you know, whatever, whatever." Because she held the door for me in the beginning mm-hmm. when I walked in. She held the door, so I'm like, man I got her food." <laughs> it started a whole train. So I don't think anybody in there that out that was in there when I was there paid for their own food. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, the side of this train, night nice services. And my you, this is the morning. So you start your morning off like that, imagine how you go through the day. Yeah. The outlook that you have on the day is totally different. Your mm-hmm. perspective on the day is totally different.
0: That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Earlier on, you touched on something that I thought was really interesting there, especially when you were talking about the Kiwi song um, and, like, how y'all both came up from um, the same community and, like... There was a little bit that you talked about there as far as the disparities between like the life expectancy, Um, how like Mm -hmm. literally how when someone crosses the bridge, um, 19 years is kind of shaved off. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, I heard the passion in your voice when you spoke about that. And so you share these stories and I'm noticing a little bit of a pattern. Like, as you mentioned, you know, you start your day with the intentionality, just saying that I'm alive. And then you go into this aspect of saying like how am I going to have a good day for not only just myself and making sure that I put those affirmations into my life but then also how am I going to share those that affirmation of having a good day unto others um, regardless of uh, where I may come from or the disparities that have been placed onto my life I want to make sure that if I can help someone else's day start a little bit better. I want to be able to do that with that kind of intentionality. And so my question towards that is like, where did this kind of passion work towards um, helping um, communities and helping others come from?
1: So a few places, uh, I grew up in church, so I've always had a heart to serve. Um, my family are just people who serve in general. I come from a family full of military folks and healthcare folks. So those are industries that you kind of give your life to in service of other people. And then, like I said, I grew up in church. My grandfather was a bishop. So that meant that I was in church nonstop all throughout the week as a lot of us black folks. Um, So I'm a church boy, heavy. And then on top of that, growing up in um, a predominantly black community, and then going to school in a predominantly white more affluent community i started to see the differences Mm. um and not only did i start seeing the differences but then the teachers would blatantly say microaggressions Mm. all day every day um it was it would be things like oh if y'all keep acting up we're gonna send you over to benton harbor high school stuff like that yeah the more the black school
2: mm-hmm.
1: and here's the thing at that time i didn't really know any better but i kept seeing it and kept seeing it i went to a school that focused on animal science and horticulture from pre-k to 12th grade um so we raised our own animals grow our own food but then i returned to a community where we don't even have a grocery store we're a food desert
2: mm-hmm.
1: so seeing these disparities i'm like "What, what is going on yeah Um, and then I didn't really know then, but what I know now is that even when it comes to our access to healthcare, when it comes to, um, our education system, like it sucks. There's a a huge difference. And so when I realized that there was this huge difference, I'm like, man, it wouldn't be for my grandparents, for my parents building life they built. And I'm sure it was a struggle for them. I would be just as uninformed and uneducated as some of the other people that grew up right down the street from me. And it was literally an access issue. So then I kind of dedicated my life to creating access and building community in every way that I can. And that goes back to even what we were just talking about, the Dunkin' Donuts thing. That was intentional because I'm trying to create community. I'm trying to create access in every walk of my life.
0: No, that's a really beautiful thing, man. And I I really appreciate that because it's like, as you talk about there being a tale of two communities and like a bridge that separates the two. And like you were in one community and you had the opportunity to cross that bridge and live in that other community from a school perspective. And then you would come back and be able to see those kind of stark differences on a regular basis. For myself, on the other hand, like I was an individual that grew up in that other community and like being, you know, an individual that was one of few, if you will, And only seeing representation like myself if, like, I went to, like, the barbershop or if I went to church or if I went Mm -hmm. to all these different things. And then noticing, like, why isn't everyone doing this or why doesn't this person have that thing? Yeah. Asking those kind of questions. So I understand and see what you're kind of talking about. And I, I really appreciate the fact that you... Not only took that as a lesson to say, like, no, this is not necessarily something that I like, but also took that as a a life mission, if you will, a passion towards how you're not only going to help people, um, not only in the work that you do, but through your your everyday life. My next question is, what is a a meal that you like to cook on a regular basis or on a routine basis? So
1: I'm going to be 100. I am not really a chef like that. But what I will do is throw down on a mean Alfredo, and I'll even do that from scratch. So, number one, I love anything pasta related. Mm-hmm. That's number one. But I learned through therapy recently that um, that might be because I like to eat to comfort myself. And pasta is a really good comfort food. But recently, I've been trying to transition into uh, pescetarianism. Um, Just for the healthier lifestyle, just because I also don't really eat a lot of meat naturally. And that goes back to me going to that school that focused on animal science. They took us to a slaughterhouse one time and uh, made us slaughter the chickens that we raised. Granted, I've bounced back to meat since then, um, but I've never been the same since. So I think I might transition over fully
0: soon. So I'm curious around like just your story as far as why you consider yourself to be someone that's quote, not a chef or something.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. I've never even thought of that before. I think, ooh, so like I mentioned, the school that I went to focus on animal science and horticulture. So with that being said, we also had a decent food science program, um, probably up until my middle school year. Um, and so that was literally us learning the science of food, why this works together, why this doesn't work together, mm-hmm. why you shouldn't do this, why you should do that. Like that kind of thing. Right. Um, very similar to like what I would imagine home ec used to be like. So I saw that and that was from a real show. Um, someone who I think she might have even been a nutritionist back in the day and this was before you know that stuff was more common. Yeah. Um, so I experienced that and then I like I said returned to my community uh, where people were not eating that way at all. Mm-hmm. Um, we were eating the crazy unhealthy food and mind you Like, my family is um, a little bit bougie. So I'm not saying—we weren't out here eating hog mogs and, you know, uh, pig knuckles or whatever they're called. (laughs) Uh, Like, we weren't out here eating that. And that's no knock to anybody who loves that, like to you. uh, Because I ain't eating no chitlins either. Like, (laughs) we ain't doing that. Um, But they were throwing down in the kitchen even still. Mm. Um, And not only were they throwing down in the kitchen even still— they were thrown down in the kitchen with no recipes. And so when I think of a chef, I think of those people. Um, mm. cause me, my boy Mel, I'ma use a user recipe. <laughs> not only am I gonna use not only am I gonna use a recipe, but it might have came from a meal delivery service.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so they done shipped me all the ingredients that I needed, they put it on a nice piece of paper. And here's a gag. It still might not even come out right. I ain't even going to hold you. <laughs> so that's, that's why I don't consider myself a chef. Don't get me wrong. After I, you know, do a little recipe and say, I'm going to let the ancestors whisper in my ear a little bit, tell me to add a little, few more spices. But other than that, I ain't going to do too much. Yeah. But yeah. don't get me wrong. Every now and again, I'll throw down. So I think one of the last times I threw down, threw down, I made like lamb chops, mashed potatoes like this nice little cheesy gravy situation asparagus you know something cute something nice but really i ain't even gonna hold you it might have been more to flex than it
0: was Mm. no i totally understand that but no for real though i think you know there's there's a lot to go into there i'm curious like when it comes to you specifically is it like that you go to these things like HelloFresh because of the ease of it um, with your busy life, or is it really just because it's like you feel like like you can't necessarily produce those kind of things?
1: Well, it's the ease of it, honestly. The ease, the uh, the time. Because I mean, think about it. Uh, when back in, when I lived with my parents, my mom would throw something in the uh, the crockpot. And it would be in there for hours.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Or even like my grandma, like she would throw something in the oven. We would go to church, come back, and it would still be in the oven.
2: Yeah.
1: Cause my grandmother had eight kids. So she had to do what she had to do.
2: hmm
1: She was like, it's either I'ma make this meal or I'm not gonna be able to do something else.
2: Yeah.
1: No. So she had to, and my mom the same thing like like i said earlier we we were in church all the time mm-hmm. so like it was either you're going to spend this time with your family go to church go do this go do that or you're going to sit in the kitchen and wait for it to get done yeah and we they don't really have they didn't have the luxury of that yeah so i think that's part of it um and then i also want to kind of go back and double tap on um something that i said earlier um about the cooking and all that, I was thinking about it as you were talking and I realized that even being a chef or being a cook or people like my grandmother, your mother, um, my mother, like, they're storytelling through the food. Mm-hmm. I realized that I kind of discounted the people who um, were eating those meals still, but in real life, those are the meals of our survival. Yeah. Um, so I want to acknowledge that and I want to um, really highlight that that those are our stories. The same way that uh, braids are uh, of the lineage of how we survive, because they would braid um, patterns into their hair to freedom. It's the same way with our food. Uh, So I want to appreciate that and just, you know, highlight that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely appreciate that. You know, food can... It can preserve history, and it can be used yeah. to create like even more. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, it's very true. Um, even like we're talking about it. So uh, the chitlins, like those came, these mills came because of slavery, because that's what we had access to. And one thing about us black folks, we gonna build something out of nothing. So they gave us these chitlins and this trash basically, and we created a a five-star dining experience and that's a part of the resilience of our of our blackness of our quote-unquote struggle of our resilience Mm -hmm. um and it kind of goes into the question the original question uh and setting those intentions that's why our food is so important and we don't think about it like that uh but in real life it all matters
0: no completely does completely matters indeed where is a place that you would like to visit within the next year
1: I thought about this question and I can't think of a single place that I'm like, man, I have to go here. But that's partially because I've tried to stop living my life based off of like what I have to do, like a to-do list, if that makes sense. Mm, Yeah. Um, I'm trying to live more in the moment um, just because I'm a a very goal-oriented person. Uh, So what tends to happen is I'm always looking for the next goal and never really appreciating the moment that I'm in.
0: So I guess, um, uh, a question that I have with that is, you know, uh, what is some of that intentionality that you're using to be more present in the space that you currently are?
1: So honestly, Mel, I'm going to be 100 with you and, um, all the people listening, we, we, we best friends right now. Um, <laughs> because I'm going to tell y'all, honestly, I'm still trying to figure it out. hmm. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what it looks, how to be the best intentional person that I can be.
0: I really thank you once again, just for just being on the show and, um, just having this kind of talk with me today. I really, really appreciate it, man. I
1: appreciate you for having me.
0: Well, before we go, um, I want to go through some lightning round questions with you and then, okay. um, after that, I'll let you get back to the rest of your day. How's that sound?
1: All right. Sounds good.
0: All right. Do you prefer texting, talking, or video chat?
1: FaceTime all day, every day.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. What or who inspires you and why?
1: Um, I can't, I'm i not going to choose a person, but I'll choose a group of people, and it's Black folks. Mm, uh, yep. As I said, I just moved to Hyatt Park, and the other day they were having a party on the sidewalk, and that just lit something inside of me. So, Black folks. Resilient.
0: <laughs> I, I appreciate that completely. And on a scale of 1 to 10, how good are you at keeping secrets?
1: I'm going to give y'all a good 7. But it depends on who you are. Honestly, I ain't going to hold you.
0: (laughs) I completely feel that. I completely understand that wholeheartedly. Well, man, I really appreciate your your time today. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of the day.
1: All right. Thank y'all for having me. Um, y'all can follow me on Instagram at YuriBe doing things to keep the conversation going and build a community.
0: This has been another episode of Don't Be Coy with Uncle Lou. As always, I'd like to thank this episode's guest for a great conversation, as well as thank you, the listener, for joining in. Whether you're a first time listener or a regular, I always appreciate your support. If you like today's episode and ever want to listen to more, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcast, Audible, google podcast or spotify and to join our community and access future bonus content be sure to visit dbkpodcast.com